0: Welcome back to another episode of Marvel's Pack Fresh podcast with Sketchcard Hive, Spidey Ju09, Elusive Collectibles, and Ginger Man Carts. You can find us on all social media platforms. Just type in Marvel's Pack Fresh. And we really hope you enjoy Marvel Pack Fresh content. Sup, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Marvel's Pack Fresh podcast. And we are joined by. Elusive Collectibles, Sketchcard Hive, you Jonah. All right, and uh, this is episode number two. Um, I hope you enjoyed the previous episode. We're having a complete blast here. Um, so, what's top of mind uh, for you guys? I'm going to go first, if you don't mind. So, yes. I've been really, really, really looking into 1994 Fear Ultra X Men. And whoa, yeah. And I'll be looking at this like what's popping, checklist, everything. And you know what I'm really, really interested in is the whole oversized X over cards. And I'm sure you probably know more than me. Like I'm fairly new to it, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm loving them. I'm loving the look of the cards.
1: Those are pretty. I have to see what they look like again to be reminded. The 94 X-Men set. That's 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 hardcore, man. That's a gorgeous looking set gorgeous no looking set
0: no one's looking at, it at the moment that's for sure well, i
1: it's mean one, those it's one those one have one. buybacks right mm-hmm. sorry yeah
0: from the
2: is it the 18 x-men medal
1: yeah, yeah it's the it's the ultra x-men um yeah 2018 yeah should be 2018 because i think spider-man was 2017 yeah. from what mm-hmm. i
3: remember those are numbered to 50 right i believe the 20 I, I
1: think you're right yeah, yeah, i think yeah. you're right they're nice, man. They got that nice oversized X on them.
2: They're just yeah, so the
1: clean.
0: I love it.
2: Yeah, I'm a to grab my Yeah.
1: There's some really good art in that set. Actually, it's like yeah. it's it's impressive. Like it kind of has like the '93 um, Marvel Master. Oh, ah, man.
3: yeah, I, baby. I was lo- able to lock down that buyback. Really. Oh, is that the one you
1: have?
0: Uh,
3: That's oh, right. You are. That's sick. <laughs> Trying to be, man. I'm a smooth criminal. <laughs> what number is it? Uh, I'm not sure. Still uh, uh, getting ready to get shipped at Com You know that could take three months. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> if,
2: by the way, if I get a tattoo, this is probably going to be it.
3: That's one of their cleaner cards for sure, man. It's Especially a beautiful card, man. Wolverine and it's, Spider-Man?
2: It's, I mean, it's got, it's, it's got Wolverine and Spider-Man kind of the way the way I like both of them. You know what
3: I mean? Does that make sense? That, you just don't a, see oh, that anymore. Yeah. That's almost like the equivalent uh, uh, as, like, in the sports side of Michael Jordan and Kobe being on the same card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah baby. I love that. Uh, I love that.
0: That's a good, that's a very good point. Yeah. Very good point. Hey, yeah, hey, you know, so, no,
2: question
3: though.
2: Which one's Jordan? One, which one's Kobe? Obviously, oh. Jordan uh,
3: That's a good question. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I mean, based on popularity, we're going to have to say Spidey is
0: Jordan Spidey's and Wolverine is Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> That's the correct answer, says Spidey Gio9. That's the one.
2: Kobe's my favorite player in the NBA. Oh nice. Mainly because of timing.
0: Yeah. But
2: Jordan. Jordan is the goat. Spidey's the goat.
1: Yeah. That's a clean match. But you know what? It's funny, man. Like when I think of like it's weird because you don't really see those team up cards anymore, do you? Like you, like if you look at modern Marvel cards, I don't know if there's really team up cards like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like I remember like seeing Hulk and Wolverine next to each other, you know, like that classic com- uh, cover where they're in the tuxedos or whatever. Like that's a really cool one. And I always love all the team ups, man. I think man, I haven't seen a good like a good iteration of team up inserts in
0: a while. This I've great. seen
1: versus ones, but I wonder if there's any more modern variations. I'm sure there are. I'm just not thinking about them. That's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> you're the man who knows.
1: <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm not sure.
0: Love but yeah, uh, Lucy, What's the point for you?
3: Honestly, Wolverine. Since we're on the subject, I've been looking at a lot of Wolverine old promos. I was able to pick up a Hardy's promo, nine point five BGS. So that's, in other words, uh, depending on what state you're in, Hardy's is Carl's Junior, oh. right? Um, I was able to pick that card up, and then I was able to just pick up a 2013 Greatest. Uh, battles i believe by a written house uh the gold cover for wolverine in a bgs
1: 9.5 is that 75 that's out of 75
3: right no you're thinking about the um greatest battles. That's like the greatest battles that's from the set but the gold cover is just a single the single character oh that's mm-hmm. nice they remind me kind of like the suspension or suspended animation cards you know what oh, mean? there so we go man mm-hmm. i'm a big those are great this. So yeah, I've just been looking into anything Wolverine, Spider-Man, Venom, you know, my top five and looking into older promos uh, and seeing if I could either, you know, get it raw mint, whatever that means for sellers. Right. <laughs> uh, but if yeah, I maybe. could get my holds on in a 9.5 or 10, you know, I mean, you get so much value in a 9.5, but that's another conversation.
1: I think that is the next conversation. Definitely. <laughs> Cause I'm interested to always talk about like, grades and numbers and all of us have been thinking about that kind of stuff too you know with uh, uh video recently like with graded uh 96 and so forth but yeah that's interesting i actually really love that and I, i've been thinking a lot about promos too funny enough
3: here's one by oh. the way here's a ziploc oh
2: yeah oh dude that looks so good
3: that looks that's perfect, cool
2: that's yeah. dope you got me with Wolverine's body on the same card. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: there's like two there's or not three many parts. of those. Yeah, there's like two or three, maybe four of them. You know, where you got Jordan and Kobe
0: on it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we got to get dual
0: autos now, and we're good. Sorry for the, new, <laughs> for the newbie here. From what year is that?
3: Uh let me check that for you. That is from
0: 1995. Hmm. Just write that down.
3: There's Crunch.
1: There's the, cr- the I remember. Oh man, on the back of comic books when I was a kid they had on the back of the crunch. Remember the crunch promo cards that came in like mm-hmm. the, um, oh God, what kind no, of No, I've them? seen them on
3: eBay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you nice. know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm.
1: It was like a crunch thing or whatever. It was like a food product and you get a card in like a, a, a clear pack or whatever. Man, I always was, they look so good. Like when you find them on eBay, they're kind of hard to find. Um, but I always wanted them to be a surfer. I remember being a kid looking at the back of the car where I was like, man, is that blue one like third Back in the hand of that collector guy, is that like a silver surfer? <laughs> I don't know what the checklist is, uh, for the longest time, but that's 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 a really cool promo set, too, man. That's a really good one. Yeah, a wizards. good hidden promos,
3: wizards, people slip up on those. Wizards, the, yeah. the weekly, the bi weeklies,
1: mm-hmm.
3: right? Those are nice, yeah, as well.
1: yeah those I'm are sure. really nice. Well, you also have, um. It's actually really special ones. Um, so 1992 Marvel Masterpiece has the ones with a uh, prototype on the back. Mm-hmm. right? So you have that stamp. You have the 1990 Marvel Universe ones that have the copyright information that's changed, right? which are super rare that people don't know existed. Those were given out before the set was even released. Um, there's like 20 of them without the diamond on the back. There's some really awesome promos out there. Really, really good stuff. And food products and all this other weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I have a silver surfer from the Purdue chicken uh mm-hmm.
3: chicken <laughs> factory. Problem,
1: yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I have to have to get it and show you guys. But yeah, it's a weird card. But yeah. It,
3: it, it's a nice card. I ha- I have it as well. I was able to pick it up. But yeah, I mean those cards like to to your point. Finding the mint is tough. You know? You know, like who, I was, you know who did the art for that one? No. Julie Bell.
1: No. <laughs> serious. Dead serious. It's her art. She had the piece for sale, 10K. It's massive. It is the wow. size. It is like, I'm six foot four. It's about, it's t- it's not taller than me, but it's like three quarters of me. It's massive. Like it's a, it's a tall piece and it's all surfer. And uh, that's what they used to print on that as well as the wallet cards, which are my, my second favorite like weird kind of things. Like the Marvel comic book wallet cards. You guys remember those? Mm-hmm. Oh, to a, show you
3: here's an example of what norton's talking about here's the wolverine there it from is that.
0: nice yeah that yeah bgs9 Nice.
3: yeah again on these these kind of rare stuff I, i'm willing to go down to a bgs9 i think that's like my my floor for mo- most collectibles is a bgs9 you know because they say psa nines are quote-unquote stronger and i think it depends on the card i've seen some cards that are stronger with PSA and some that are stronger with BGS. But yeah, if you could get just mint copy, that's, that's good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember certain green Spidey that sold for a lot. It
3: was a BGS. <laughs> it did. All right. It did. Yeah. All right. Well, they, they do say buy, buy the card, not the grade. Right. So <laughs> that person did. Did. You, you forgot to mention <laughs> that that green is out of 10. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Beautiful, man. Promos yeah. are hard to grade <laughs> too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, Spidey G. what's top of mind for you? Oh, wait, no, sketch. We got to get sketch. Oh, sorry, did I miss you? Oh,
1: yes. No, no, no. Uh, oh, gosh, what's on my mind? Um, okay. Um, random, random thing on my mind. Printing plates is the last thing I was thinking about. And then I, I'm really just looking at, like, gosh, what I want to spend my money on. It's really gone. like I'm at. like right now I'm kind of like I have a little bit of a card fund. So I was able to sell some stuff and I've seen multiple things that I was like, oh, man, should I get that? Like I was looking at some printing plates on eBay that are ridiculously stupid cheap of like Spider-Man. Like there's a a full rainbow of Spider-Man from 2015 Fleer Retro Retro. and it's like two, three hundred bucks or something for the full rainbow. It's like stupid low. I'll show you. It's stupid low. And I was just like, man, but do I want to like put money in that? Because then like, is it just going to be up for trade? Or is it going to be sitting in my briefcase? Like I've I'm, I'm been recently just trying to figure out what I want to go in on. Because at this stage with the surfer collection, I'm kind of like, the only thing is, a, is will always be a pickup for the surfer collection is just going to be printing plates of surfer. Like whatever I find, I'm just going to pick up no matter what.
0: You're really I, I good at that, seen- man. I'm sorry, mate, I haven't seen your uh, video yet. Like what, I'm hoping this will provide some value for, for people listening. but <laughs> like why printing plates? Like what, what about it makes it so special?
1: So really quickly, um, the, so this is something I've been thinking about a lot, actually. Um, and, and printing plates for me in the future won't exist, A, because printing's gonna change naturally and it's gonna become cheaper, less material. So printing plays eventually will just be like a um, a, a relic, right? It will be completely out, will no longer be a part of the kind of like card um, hobby type of thing. Something will replace it, but they won't exist anymore. And I think, you know, it'll move towards that. But also like if you're a character collector, like think about it, right? Let's say there are uh, technically, Technically, there can only be four characters, co- character collectors for every character. For each one to have a master character collection, they have to have a plate of their character from every set that had a plate in it. Mm-hmm. And only four people can do that.
2: And you say that because there's generally only four plates that are available.
3: Always. Yeah. And also Unless, that's only if you're at the level of sketch card, by the way, guys. You don't have to do that. out of here. But if you're at no, that no, level, no.
2: <laughs>
1: no, but I guess like I, I just been thinking about that lately and, and only because like there was a recent poll like in, in in the MCCW group on Facebook and people were like, ah, plates are not that important. They're kind of ugly, blah who wants them, blah, blah. And there was only like 46 people who thought they were important, and 84 that were like, nah, this ain't worth picking up it's too hard too difficult to get it's one of one they're kind of ugly there's eyesore and stuff like that i was like i don't know man like i think i think they're way more important than people understand in terms of like what the future will be right like how do you not have a piece of production piece of the production of your card not be important to your collection not that people have to collect the same way i collect i just been that's it. That's the only thing I've been thinking about. That's me going on and on in my video, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking a whole lot of crap um, yeah, yeah. for like six minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah. Those printing plates, man. I mean, you're really good at that. I mean, to your point, when you started talking about whether you could, uh, you want to get into printing plates, you're very disciplined about what you purchase in the hobby and you're very mindful. And I think that's only some, you know, anybody that's watching should have should definitely take away from this, is that take your time whenever you're acquiring anything. You know, and sketch card, hive is, I would say, I mean, I mean, all of us try to practice that, but I think you actively, and I, you know, I've known cause we've chatted, you know, I've messaged you, Hey, I'm looking at this. You want to get this? And you're like, no, because I don't know if X, Y, or Z. Yeah. So you always have that in the back of your mind. Now, as far as the, the printing plates go, I think it's a niche. I think it's a niche yeah. within the collector's market, which is awesome. And another thing you're really great at is you're, you're really drawn to the significance of pieces. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, hence why you're giving us the backstory. It's, you know, you're going to be having a piece of production. It's a, you know, naturally a one of one, depending on the color you're getting. Right. Uh, So I don't know. That's my thoughts behind it. Again, I'm not into them. I don't have anything against them. Um, But yeah, it's just not something I collect. And, you know, to your point as well, I don't want to open that rabbit hole.
1: No, (laughs) you have to pick and choose, man. It is so not worth it (laughs) to do certain things. It really isn't like we were, yeah, just the conversation we were having, like, There's certain roads that you have to look down and have to be like, I know as a collector, once I take this fork in the road, it's over. And that's happened to me, right? I've compromised what I would pay for a card once I went down the PMG route. And I was like, it's okay, you don't have to have the green, you know, consoling myself. And then when it finally came up, I was like, okay, once I do this, 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 and this have to drop. Just because at that point, there's no end I mean for me and some people just collect and go and and just go i i I just always see a lot of collectors offloading yeah and that yeah. and it's very hard to offload sometimes it, it can be it can be really tricky like really really you have to know enough people to to push things off on other people and push things off on other people that sounds harsh but
3: but that's what it, it is right Let's call that's it what it is I mean
1: yeah. essentially yeah you know you're basically like hey I'm not going to collect this anymore but You might
2: card that. That's what it is right now. Yeah. Um. There's there's a potential future. Yeah. Where it's like, no, don't. I'm not trying to get you to offload. I'm trying to take it.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for putting up for sale. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
2: That's true.
0: I. I yeah. Completely agree. I. I've also seen in like my kind of few years of collecting, uh, WWF WWE. Like printing plates, that's a big, big thing. Again, it's a bit of a niche or niche, or whatever you want to call it, over in America. There,
2: um, <laughs> are you talking about wrestling? Uh,
0: is how you pronounce niche. it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely scope there in the future for sure. Like everything changes, doesn't it? We've talked about this before. Yeah. People go through phases of like liking things, like. But yeah, I, I definitely think there's. Some serious scope there, and I I look at it as in terms of investment for sure.
2: Well, to me, what printing plates have is rarity. Yeah,
0: they're
2: going to hold condition for the most part because they're they're printing plates, and you know when you're you got the character aspect of it, and then you have the aspect of the fact that if you want to have even the resemblance of a master set for a character and or the set itself, you have people that want to buy it. So I I think you're always going to have some demand there.
3: Yeah, and to Genji's point too, yeah, like um, you were mentioning, I just froze there for a second. We're talking about the printing plates. Oh, yeah, all of us, and and the reality of this, none of us really know what's going to stick five years, 10 years down the road. We're just collecting what we like and obviously, you know, just hoping that whatever we are collecting retains its value. A lot of times collectors, I don't think, you know, it depends on what you're in it for, right? But assuming you're a hardcore collector, you're not – hoping that your stuff doubles and triples in value as much as you're hoping that it just retains what you paid for it.
2: Well, what I would like for people to think about in this kind of stuff, we're talking about printing plates right now Mm -hmm. is like, if you wanted to buy land, waterfront property is, is really what you want because you have an anchor that's immovable and therefore it's always going to retain value. You see what I'm saying? And so when you pick a character like Spider-Man or Wolverine, you got an anchor that's that's always going to retain value, and then when you add the aspect of numbered and rarity, that's like buying waterfront property in the in the card world, in my opinion. And so, obviously, you can overspend, and, and I'd like to talk about that in a minute, uh, based on rarity and how to think through that. But but I do think printing plates being one of ones is like having waterfront property. I love that. Damn.
1: You made that sound so do. sexy. I don't know, I don't know yet, why, but I'm over here like, yeah, Spidey. I'm He's like, good. Yeah, I got a ton of waterfront <laughs> you can property, get it. bro. I got a waterfront property. I just up
3: my ears on waterfront property. <laughs> yeah, this is great. This is hey, you know the other plus about waterfront property, right? Ske- sketch card? Like only certain people can afford it. So that's good news for you in the future. Oh man.
0: That's, that's, funny. that's uh, Spidey. Idea. What's top of mind for you?
2: Well, so the first thing is—is am is I'm, am I'm still thinking through grading. I know it's on a lot of people's minds, but um, you know, deciding where I want to send cards. And oh,
0: I got something to tell you on that. Sorry, carry on.
2: Yeah, and and you know, you know, with that, you know, thinking through PSA's current situation, which is still a backlog, and you know, still expensive to send even an individual card, and then thinking through uh, BGS Beckett. Uh, they're actually more expensive right now for an individual card. And, you know, is that where I want to, you know, encapsulate uh, some of my, you know, higher end Marvel cards or, or, and this is really the big one. Do I want to wait on CGC and the possibility that, you know, that they would actually, you know, allow Marvel trading cards to be graded by CGC. So I reached out to them this week. I gave them a call and, the only way I could get through was at their customer service helpline. And, and, you know, she was, she was a good soldier. She wouldn't, you know, tell me the things she wasn't supposed to tell me. And she was like, you know, even we don't know, but obviously it makes sense because you got the, the comic book world and the the trading card world, you know, come together and they, you know, they grade both of those. Uh, Cause they are right now, if you don't know, as a viewer, CGC does grade uh, magic, the gathering and Pokemon cards. Uh, but they do not allow grading for Marvel trading cards. It's still mind-blowing to me that that's not the case. Um, and they've been grading Magic the Gathering for some time. Uh Pokemon, I think, is newer, maybe as of last year. can't remember. But mm-hmm. uh, I can see why they held off during kind of this boom of grading, because they don't want to get overran. Uh, but, but definitely think that that will happen in the future. The question is, how far into the future, and do I want to wait? So that's that's what I'm thinking about in terms of, uh, you know, grading. And then the other was just, um, you know, sketch card made, made us aware this week of a rather large sale for a raw card and a new raw card at that from the X-Men metal set that was like $5,000. And I don't begrudge, begrudge, anyone spending any amount of money that they want to spend on the card. That is each individual's prerogative. Um, uh, you know, but there is a part of me that says, Hey, I just want to make sure that the average person looking at that sale doesn't allow it to justify a poor purchase. If they're actually thinking about value and investing and so forth. And you guys know what sale I'm talking about. I'm talking about the angel periodic. What was that numbered out of three?
0: Yeah,
3: three. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Which, yeah, I mean, look guys, we're talking about a low number. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, so here's how I'm thinking about it, right? So first of all, it was an eBay sale. The guy had it listed at 15000 He took a best offer at 5000 okay? <laughs> Which, uh, in the Marvel trading card world, that's a lot of money. Like, that's, that's you know, moving into grail territory, especially for a raw card. Yeah. But here's what I'm really struggling with. Um, you heard me say periodic. Uh, there's never been a periodic chase insert before so we're in unknown territory in terms of how the community is going to really perceive these cars and chase after maybe they're the next pmg i don't know that's not for me to decide i know i know it's not but my i'm so sorry i'm
1: saying that my face i'm just like the worst person ever i'm so so, i I love love everything you're saying i'm just like garbage i don't know why i'm so judgy don't listen to me spidey go
2: yeah i know it's not but Again, we, the problem is we don't know what that future is going to look like, right? And when you start to think about how to process, you know, what should I pay for a card, that's kind of had me thinking about how could we as collectors start to to really create an analytical approach to that that's not super complicated or, you know, um, you know, overthinking. So I'd like yeah. to maybe offer that to you guys. I love that. So Sketch cards, come on, yeah. You, yeah, want me, so- you want me
1: to go next? Yeah, okay. um, your face okay. is. Uh- <laughs> I'm so sorry. As you said everything brilliantly. I'm making the face. I'm just like, I'm like all these angry faces because I'm ridiculous. Um. So okay, so okay, so okay, so here's what I. So we he put out a video, kind of putting out there that he had bought it, and what his thinking behind was, and we we saw it. Super nice guy. Great content. Super awesome. I'm glad he got it. I think I think that's awesome. And and I, I really do. I, I actually am a huge fan of the periodics. Um I think the biggest issue I have with the sale, um, it's a legit sale. So I mean, and, and honestly, elusive has to remind me of this all the time, but the future is unknown with Marvel cards, and those numbers are not. Crazy ridiculous when compared to other uh, card hobbies and other card properties like it's not a crazy number I guess if I'm looking at that number at a raw five and it is a periodic so there's no lineage Which is what Spidey said, right? Mm -hmm. You have something like X centuries that had that insert set where they had a various Hard numbered like each character had a different hard number based on what number it was in the card set. So the card number 20 out of a hundred card set would have a variant where there's only 20 of that card in a different color, right? So periodics is something kind of similar in the sense that every character is hard numbered out of the atomic number that they are being placed on. So there's no one of one because they didn't do the the hydrogen, right? Is that correct? Right. Right. Yeah. So um, I think so. So, for Angel, Angel was the the two out of 3 that sold for 5. So, the seller wanted 10,000 and already 10,000, 15,000, whatever it was. Already I'm like hot garbage, right? That number is dumb. So, why am I saying that? Why am I being so cruel? And I'm not price ba- bashing as much as it sounds like I'm price bashing uh bashing. So, let's put it in perspective, right? Red Spectrum Spider-Man. Uh, so and then one. MM18 Red Spectrum Spider-Man sold for
3: 3.5.
1: That's a one of one.
3: Correct of a better character. Top three
1: of a much better character. Angel is at least top twenty, top thirty.
2: Mm. Ugh, yeah, I wouldn't put him in that. I wouldn't put him yeah, even, that. Lower, would no.
1: even lower. <laughs> even lower. <laughs> even lower. I was being nice to Angel. I, like <laughs> Angel. I, I was giving him some slack. I was like, Angel are talking, months about months Angel? You're talking not Angel, not Archie." Not right, it's not even the cool angel, it's the angel, angel, right? So it's like OG blue, yellow suit angel, which is cool, original X Men, blah blah blah. So you have that Spider Man that sold at 3.5 mm18, right? And then you have this card listed for 10 to 15k. A lot of things that are happening right now with people breaking Marvel, uh, and I'll I'll, I'll pass on after this, is that they're getting cards that are numbered low and they're putting them at high prices because they don't know how to price them. And that's literally what's happening. Even sketch cards. You have sketch cards that are being listed on eBay that are from artists that are not rare artists, established artists, comic book artists. And I'm gonna be honest about it. You know, they're not artists that are they don't have a reputation to their name, right? Not that they're bad artists, they just don't have the clout. And they're pricing them at 10K and just letting them sit on eBay and being like, oh, why not? And, and I think I have a real issue with people doing that because it's not a place that they're not listing cards from a place of knowledge. They're listing cards out of a place of confusing people and pushing people to even consider or contemplate a number that it should be nowhere near that number.
3: Right. Yeah, I think you hit a lot of the main points. A lot of uh, another thing I would say is with collectibles, especially with Marvel at this point being early on, we're dealing with a lot of incomplete information, Right. So we're just making our best guesses towards that, but we could establish baselines, right? Like you just mentioned, that Spider-Man one of one is a baseline. Now that should be a measuring stick for when you're trying to purchase a card. Yeah, there's other things that go into it, but I would say that would be the primary factor. Another tip that I have, I I got this question, I just wanna answer it quick. We could all jump on it, but it comes to like, what price should I pay uh, as a difference or a multiplier between a nine and a 10? In sports, this is already pretty uh, default. They already have multipliers, right? But for us, we don't have that. So I'd say the biggest tip I could give any Marvel person that's looking to jump from a nine to a 10 is go into the pop report and look at the difference between nines and tens graded, because this is not a a generic rule of thumb that that applies to every single set. Uh, I'll I'll give you a good example, right? Obviously, the 1992 Battle Spectra cards, look at how many nines there is versus how many tens. So if there's you know, three to one, that's a good multiplier for you. You know, I wouldn't pay more than three times what the nine costs for the 10, et cetera. In other sets like Marvel Metal, it's only a two to one. Those cards are actually not that hard to grade, you know? So if if you have half of the nines on the pop, then I would only pay double for the 10, you know, just to give it some generic examples of that. Those are the things that people need to look into. You know, again, our job when we're collecting any of this as collectors is try to, you know, put the puzzle together. You know, again, we're dealing with incomplete information, and our job is to get as much information as we can and make an educated guess based on that.
2: Right. And I think there's a difference between, hey, I'm chasing a card and there's only one available and I have the money. Like, and then there's like, hey, you know, part of this is value for me. Part of this is, in, you know, as silly as it may sound to some people, there is a, an investment aspect of it, meaning that, you know, I don't want to overpay today what I can't sell tomorrow, right? kind of being a good steward so to speak with your money and i think like for me when i'm thinking through that and you guys have actually really spoken really well to it is 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 i'm trying to create a comparable uh you know database so to speak where if you have if you have one cell that could be an anomaly right it can be you know just a one-off some guy got lucky selling it some guy was happy he bought it whatever great that's an anomaly two might be a trend when we're talking about value. So you have two sales and let's say they're similar in the amount that they sold for. Now we're trending here, but we may still not be at value yet. But if you have three light cards that sell in a similar period of time, that sell for a similar amount. Now you're talking about value. And to me, that's what you want to look for. And, and part of figuring that out is looking at it, you know, is it numbered? Who's the character? How long has this set been out? Is it, like, like with PMG, that has such a rich history beyond Marvel that brings collectors in. I mean, yeah. pe- there are people that collect Marvel PMGs but don't collect anything else Marvel
3: mm, just yes.
2: because it's I, PMG. So, so you kind of have to figure out, what am I actually competing and comparing mm-hmm. here? And then there's a little bit element of time too, right? Because a sale two years ago isn't the same as it is today, post, we'll call it post-January of uh, of Marvel. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important that people take just a few moments to try to plug that into their brain and do the research, ask around to see, you know, what is a fair price. And let me let me say this and I'll I'll stop. But price and value are not the same thing. Price is a fact. You can right. ask whatever you want. Like who cares? That becomes a fact. But value is an opinion and you need to take the time to develop your own opinion with some you know, some form of an intelligent analysis. And it doesn't have to be too complicated to do that. I
1: got Mm -hmm. something crazy. So perfect example of this happening, right? Mm -hmm. So this might be really helpful for everyone. Uh, It's from my personal experience. So, you know, straight from my mouth. Mm -hmm. I wanted a Psylocke periodic Mm -hmm. insert. She is out of 83, uh, numbered out of 83, hard numbered, very pretty card, very nice card. Psylocke, I would consider a pretty high-end Female character, character period that yeah. people tend to go for. I think Psylocke's on the top end uh, of 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 that. Uh, especially,
2: she's more popular in the Marvel trading card world than the actual comic book world.
1: It's unique. That's what I think too. I uh yeah, that's that's been my vibe. Yeah, see, that's been my vibe too. So this is what happened. I wanted that card for a particular thing I'm shooting for, and I'm like, okay, it's still too early to be bidding on this card. There are two or three of them on eBay for buy it now at two hundred dollars. There's one at three hundred dollars in the UK. The, <laughs> not pointing fingers at you, Gingy, right? So there's a couple of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, they're all just crazy prices now. Um, but so there were two or three of them, Psylocke, around that price range, and I was like, "This is too high. It's out of eighty-three. There's no way it's ever going to be two hundred dollars. This is not a price that makes sense for me. It doesn't. I don't. I don't think the value will hold." There's no value holding in the card number out of 83 for 200, no matter how popular the character are. I just think that's a little high. So anyway, I got into the, uh, to an issue. One came up and it was up for bidding. I got desperate because I really wanted one and I wasn't thinking. I was like, you know what? I'll bid on it. You know what? I'll go for it. I put 165 and I was like, this is still too high. I think this is a 110 $85 card in terms of being consistently at that price. And I'm basing that on seeing prices of the X century from Spider-Man Flare Ultra 2017 on Comp C and where some of those hard numbers now on popular characters, like, well, they're gonna end up here. So I went for it like an idiot, won it at 157, mm-hmm. right? I, I overpaid by 40, 30 bucks for sure, but whatever, it was the specific number I wanted. Because the other two I have are 20-something. And I was like, well, this is 22. It fits with my blue team lineup for my X-Men. It'll be 24 between Gamma to Cyclops. class. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Whatever. I'm happy with it. I'll I'll, I'll I'll swallow this. Right. Plus, it was in great condition. Mm-hmm. And I had noticed on some of the periodics, the corners have looked really soft. Some of them are super clean. But when you have really bright pops of color like that, those corners being high, slightly touched with a little bit of white really breaks down the card in my eye. And that's being over particularly. You do not have to be like that, listeners.
2: <laughs> Stay
1: away from this, in fact. Get away from this logic. Um, anyway, the issue, and then, of course, what happened yesterday? One got posted up. It was forbidding. It was going to end. I saw it. It was hanging around $60, $65. And I was like, I freaking knew it. I knew this would happen, it had a soft corner, didn't look great, it was the Omega, 83 out of 83 or 84 out of 84, I forget. And I looked at it and I was like, you know what, if I win this card at 80 bucks or $100, I can sell it, make back what I lost on the other bid, and I'll have to, and I'll double check the condition when it gets here. Put it at 100, someone beat me at 110. So already within a week's time, I lost value on that the price on that card down 40, 30 bucks, which I knew would happen. And that is part of kind of like what happens when things sell too close to a brand new set, too close to release.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything is so
0: inflated.
3: Oh, there's just yeah. a doubt. Yeah, um, and tr- trusting your gut too. You missed
0: it. Yeah, you yeah. didn't trust your gut. Yeah. That's a big yeah. one. Uh, a so I I look at I look at this from a slow slightly different perspective actually it's similar to you uh sketch card but firstly i see like cherry collectibles you you probably all know them quite well right like huge in the hobby like massively like well known in the sports card world in australia america so i would say for the first thing is fantastic for marvel cards in general like yeah huge yeah. like exposure that's, wise for one sure little instagram post you know there was like 18 20k likes you're talking about the story. guy who
2: purchased the angel is that correct
0: yeah. Okay. yeah yeah that's right so yeah really popular guy really popular company big website big cards they've got you know that guy collects a lot of um i can't remember his name grayson is it i think it's grayson allen something like, like that. Okay. The, the cherry collectibles guy um i think it's grayson but yeah he collects a lot of uh 2016 gems uh like he has a serious collection uh if yeah go back go back and have a look at some of his old old videos but yeah he shows a serious collection like he waxed out his pelican uh, pelican case like you and uh <laughs> 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 showing, look at my cards i um, like them already <laughs> yeah and then the other thing i think so yeah fantastic one fantastic for marvel cards in general i think hyped 100 percent like and I look at this in a similar way to I use, I'm going to use sports cards as an example that I know of. <laughs> um, so there was a, there was a slam insert set and I can't remember what, what year it's from. I think it's recently, recently, maybe 2021, but basically there were raw cards of, you know, big players um, selling for around 80, $70, sometimes more depending on the basketball player. Um, so, you look at that. I can't remember when the, when they came out. So <laughs> if you're uh if you're on in dates, I can't give you that. But <laughs> basically, let's just say January, there were eighty eighty hundred dollars for these slam insert cards. You now look at the prices of those now, you're talking twenty dollars, ten dollars. Yeah. That's that's where I think some I'm not saying all, like I understand why the cherry guy did what he did. Like that's kind of scarcity and the the set he's probably going for, but <laughs> yeah there are other cards that I'm seeing I'm like no way man not not, in, well, not I think in if
2: minutes. you're trying to if you're trying to hit it early to have that big return late you gotta stick with some tries and try and true aspects yes yes yeah, that car is, is is a low count it's out of three he has that going for him yeah. right but I don't know how much else that card has going for him
0: yeah yeah I think some of it was- we, t- we talked about it sorry yeah. No, no, you're
3: good, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, I think uh FOMO hit him too, fear of missing out. I really think it was one out of three. He was like, let me get it now before I can't you know, lock down one of the other two, mm. or you know what I mean? I think that's – but, again, if it was a one-of-one, one, it would have been a, um, more justified again. But, you know, he got the card now, and as long as he's happy. But, again, all we're, all we're bringing this up for for anybody listening is just to make sure you guys don't go try to buy the other two for five grand, thinking yeah. that's what they're worth, because he he paid that.
1: Look yeah. honestly, and that's and and I can say it. I have nothing against this guy. I saw his Instagram. I even messaged it's him cool, and said cool. he's super awesome, super nice. He got back to me, super nice guy. I, I I like we're all saying here. The real big reason we bring it up is because this is for your education, right? This is for you to know. Um, one of the things he said in his videos that he really loved the fact that nobody could make that set right? Um, Unless they had one of those cards. And that logic is very sound. But the gamble, and which is on my end, remember, I told all of you, I was like, man, I kind of want that periodic set. And I'll be honest, I was willing to drop 1250 on that angel periodic. I highly considered it. Look, Elusive's like, are you serious? What's wrong with you, bro? (laughs) I highly, I highly considered considered it. I considered it for multiple reasons. One, I thought, this is such a niche yeah Uh, kind of um, niche what happened um (laughs) this is kind of a unique set to get and if this is the highest priced car 12 you know and that's what my mind was like 850 1250 i was like if this is the highest priced the other ones are going to be much lower because no one's going to want to go for this stuff. And this set realistically at the end of the day could go really cheap if I keep a good eye on it. This is what happens when there's no surfers in the mix. I get all I get all frantic and I don't think straight. <laughs> um, and I didn't do it. I offered the guy $650 because I'm a horrible person. And he was like, no, nah, sorry, man. I already got an offer for $4K. And it must have been Cherry. And Cherry must have gone for the $5K. I don't think it was two people. Yeah. But the thing that Cherry said... The Thing that Sherry why, said that
2: I didn't mention the 4K because I don't know if
3: it was two people. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I know what a sketch card center is saying. I don't think two people were dumb enough to pay over four. I I,
1: <laughs> I don't, you know, it's funny, I don't even think it's dumb. I think it makes a lot of sense for him for what he understands is the set. And the and here's the tricky thing, right? He actually might be really right in what he did. And it actually might be a lot smarter than me because now as I'm picturing this and I've been thinking about this quite a bit, look how many followers he has. Correct. Look at the crazy Mm. stuff. And he has such a huge group of people behind him that look at what he does as a way to understand how to collect. And I think what he thought is like, well, 5K is a bucket, is a penny in a bucket compared to what I'm paying for all the sports grails that I'm getting. This is a three of three. I know this is a popular insurance set in a set where all the cards are really bad quality control and are pretty cheap looking in terms of how they're cut and printed. And in fact, I haven't heard one person say the periodics are not cool. And when they were on the sell sheet and no one saw one in hand, everybody was like, that's so stupid. What are you doing with periodic elements? which makes sense, because I was one of those idiots too at one point. And then you get them in hand and all of us, right, has seen these in some shape or form. We're like, oh damn, that feels like a hit. That feels like an actual cool insert card. And from his perspective, he must have looked at it and said, you know what? I make this hit now. Yeah, the other two might not sell this high. I don't need to sell mine. And you know what? Someone else might go for the set and they might come all the way back around back to me when they can't find the other two cards because sometimes these cards never show up we'll see one on epac i guarantee it but sometimes these cards never show up and he will be the guy holding this card mm-hmm. and i guarantee you his price on that card is up is eight and up
2: yeah
0: the first thing you, you have ever taught have... me Norrin, uh sketch card hive even sorry <laughs> um is something you said which was corner of the market and like i always 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 think about that now so that's probably thank you by the way um, oh, get the- <laughs> <out of here. laughs> that's exactly it that is exactly it hey
2: yeah speaking of corner in the market like i've actually been looking there's a 2018 um uh, flare ultra spider-man Eyes. there's like five or six hobgoblins on com c for yep. 40 bucks and below yep I'm seriously mm-hmm. thinking i've been seriously thinking about buying all of them do it and I actually fun. have had them in my cart. And honestly, if Comseed didn't make you load money onto the site before you can make <laughs> offers, I probably would do it cuz I would rather make offers and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't like putting money on Comseed cuz then you got to spend it, you know, you can't get it back. It's the tax yeah.
1: it too. Every time you put money on there, they tax the money you put on. No, it's a vicious so, cycle.
2: So I, so I have that's why I haven't done it, but I was like there's 30 Hobgoblins are way underrated. Way under, yeah, yeah why? why? An why? Uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah. no, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: one thing I just wanted to say, card, because me and you've had private conversations about this all the time, and I think just for anybody listening for both sides, right? I think that we've come to a place in collecting where it's actually no more, no longer just collecting, you know what I mean? And I think that's what a lot of honestly old collectors and just hardcore true collectors have a hard time swallowing that pill of knowing that it's now also a business, you know? And unfortunately it it rubs people the wrong way because they see it as greed, but that's capitalism at its finest. That's all it really is. Like people, you know, that's in real estate, that's with everything, you know? We know a lot of people that, that have Instagrams and you could tell whether they're true collectors or not based on what they're collecting. And when you see PMG on every photo, I mean, it, again, it's going to rob people the wrong way because obviously what that's shouting out is I'm only here, especially when, look, there's one thing to create a set and you want to go after all the PMG reds or the blues or whatever. Right. But it's also, it's, it's also just, um, uh, you know, when they're own, when they're going after every variation, they're going for the golds, they're going for everything that lets you know that their, their true intent is to dump that, you know, three to five years down the road. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with it because I understand what it, what the market is now. But as far as people that only are here for the artwork for, for, for collecting that hurts them, that bothers them. I see that, you know, I see some. you can't even mention of some people. Hey man, I got a doubles of this. Why, why are you holding a double now? Imagine when someone's going to buy 10 of something or 30 of something. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a quick story real quick. So, uh, you know, you guys know that I'm also, I started as a Batmobile collector and there's a very popular Batmobile that was only sold at the shortly lived Warner Brothers store in 1999 to through to, to, to 2001, right? It's from the 1989 Michael Keaton Batmobile and it obviously retailed for $5 when they came out, right? It was in a blister pack. And the reason people went after it versus the Ertl version is the Ertl version had that little bat yellow logo that just stuck out a lot. And this one was just a plain black look. Right. So anyway, I, as another collector told me, Hey man, if you, if you, if you're starting out and you saw that I have little to no money, try to buy two of those, hold one and sell it down the road. You know, what, what, what is common practice nowadays. So, you know, I started doing that. And at Frankincense, I met another collector who invited me over to his warehouse. I won't name his name because he's still, he's one of the bigger vendors there. And he showed me what he had. And that changed my perspective after that on collecting. You know, I no longer personally try to corner the market on anything. I might have a double of a piece, you know, uh, and sometimes triple. And, I, and look, with grading, it's a different story. You could hold, you know, three nines and a ten or something like that. But as far as like raw, I try to only hold two or three. But I went to this guy's warehouse and I thought I was doing something. This guy <laughs> this guy had everything I was looking for in like 20 to 30 of each of each card. And I'm like, of oh, each card. And I was like, wow, this is where everything's at. He had his formula down. He never uh p- posted a one up for sale uh, or, you know, where they had that option of quantity and you could see how many he has. Never did that. He would post one at a time, wait six months, post it again. I mean, this guy was super into it. Um, oh, yeah. So So, again, exactly. So, since then, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to collect for myself and enjoy it. Just because of that, because it's tough. You know, sometimes you think you're doing something, and then next thing you know, you meet the people that are really doing it, you know? Yep. That happened to me two years ago
1: with Marvel Cards. That is the most heartbreak kick to the nuts ever. That is a rough, rough moment because, like, and remember what I told you guys about sketch cards? Mm. I was like, once you you think you've seen a really nice sketch card, you haven't seen it anything yeah. like and i mean that not from yeah. like a, a, a rude way
2: today of um spider-man venom and wolverine um, um oh my gosh that thing beautiful unbelievably gorgeous much better there are, than hardly anything else else i've seen
1: it's rough man like you there are and be and you know that's a great story elusive because it, and, and i'm here to tell you right now i can't name names because i promised but I will say this, 110% people are doing that with 2013 PMGs. Mm-hmm. They are doing that with red spectrums from MM16. Mm-hmm. And they are doing that with the grails of Marvel cards from the 90s that you guys, uh, including me, just don't understand yet how difficult they are to find. But here's the, se- here's the thing that upsets me about that whole process. The problem is that when you keep that stuff a secret for so long and the hobby's small like our Marvel hobby is, mm-hmm. people don't even know what you're holding. It's like having the world's greatest secret and everybody's like, that guy has a yeah. secret. It doesn't make any sense. Like that you lose all knowledge, all education, which is what this is, which is what all of us have been doing and kind of like trying to come to the forefront with these episodes and our own channels and our own content is as we are all catching up, We're also like, hold up, people have to know what this stuff is, because if we don't know what this is, there's no longevity in the hobby. The hobby just becomes so insular and closed off that it's just a few people trading back and forth, trading back and forth. And I honestly think before the boom, that's what was happening. Things were just being traded back and forth. Mm -hmm. People were having to deal with people who have bad personalities and things were being held hostage over and over and over again
3: yeah well one of the things that too uh, that uh, i just want to circle back real quick you mentioned sketch cards even earlier and you were discussing the different pricing reg- you know depending on the artist and notoriety and all that stuff personally my take on sketch cards is i only own about a dozen of them and i don't really care who the artist is i mean i know that there's top artists like fx Nar is a huge one right and i do see uh Avelis is another guy right and I do see the difference, but I judge the artwork. If someone's good, I don't care if they have a hundred followers or 10 million followers, they're good and I like their art, but there is obviously you see the sketch cards where the guy didn't even, you know, he didn't even try, you know, for, and, and, and you know, most people don't look into that. I would say, you know, go to sketch cards' types videos. And he, he mentions what these artists get paid and how they get treated. And again, people don't know that backstory. They don't know behind the scenes all they know is why does this sketch card look like something my five-year-old drew? Right. Yeah, and yeah. again, that's, that's just the truth. So guess what? Then just buy the ones you like, Yeah. you know, but again, I wouldn't put personally, again, this is just me. I don't put so much weight onto who drew it as much as do I like that sketch card? Do I want to have it? Is it a must have for me? Am I going to keep it? Am I going to enjoy it? You know, another big tell, uh, I was able to uh, pick up on, uh, you know, you guys know, I'm extremely happy if you guys didn't already, I'm going to repeat it again. I'm super happy for my double impact surfer card, right? Uh, dude, oh, yeah, I almost hey. slept with my card because I enjoy that card. I mean, <laughs> you guys think silly. I'm messing around. Yeah, it's right here, man. Uh-huh. It's right here. <laughs> I Keep love the artwork. Hard. You know what I mean? And that's a big tell when you think, I, I would say for anybody new to collecting, again, that's how you know when you really make the right choice. If you really enjoy it and go back and look at that artwork and you're just like, wow, man. I'm really happy I pulled the trigger. I'm happy I locked it down now, uh, you know? And again, again, we're talking about locking down, right? We're doing it because we know that what, where the prices are gonna go. So if you want the artwork and you enjoy it, buy now. That Now's the time to do it. But again, if you pick up on something and you don't really even look at it after that, that's gonna be a clue on whether you should have spent whatever you spent on that one item.
1: I edit my collection every six months based on that alone. All seriousness. That right, is really,
0: yeah.
1: I really do. I I go through my, I go through my collection every six months. I did this with sketch cards, like my surfer sketch cards. I only have 21, 22 silver surfer sketch cards. And I've, and I've seen, oh wow, this is fun. I've never told you guys this. I've seen over 450 silver surfer sketch cards.
3: Just the, the one Matt Fuller showed was super nice with the sparkly or that little... Yeah, I mean, that guy's next level. You know what I mean? Crazy.
1: Just good stuff, man.
3: No, it, it's... Yeah, and, and I, I agree. I think with sketch cards,
1: unless you know artists, don't try to play the sketch card game. It is a hurtful one. That, that is a mean game, and it's just not a fair playing field. That's why I don't play it. When I yeah. find cards, I just why I don't do it. That's why I, I only get... I only get the top shelf stuff and I make sure I research the artist before I do. I don't, it's weird. And this is sad, but I don't buy silver surfer sketch cards based on me just liking the silver surfer and how they did it. I oh, really okay. do. I really do. I rarely do because I, I know I've been burned so many times before that. Yeah. I know what I like that day. Can be overshadowed the moment i look in someone's private collection yeah. as as weird mm. as that sounds and you you shouldn't go by this you shouldn't go by that i don't think that's fair for anybody to do that
0: because yeah. i think
1: that's a dark way of doing it but
0: yeah, yeah. To be transparent i i own zero sketch cards like i and <laughs> we talked about this norn a few times um and don't get me wrong i've looked at a lot of sketch cards i was like wow that looks amazing wow that looks amazing but I simply don't know enough about, number one, the artist. Number two, like, in terms of values, like, how much should I be paying? Things like that. I just cannot tell. It's subjective. It's one-on-one in most instances, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my personal... Take preference on. but i will one day there'll be a time when i like yeah i gotta get that that's just amazing but yeah, yeah. And,
2: yeah and another cards that i find interesting is is i've had some conversations with like people who are not been involved in marvel collecting and just like dipping their toe in and they immediately think sketch cards one of ones are like the most valuable <laughs> like immediately and i get because they hear one of one, one. It makes
0: sense yeah
2: yeah i get why it's just yeah. i was like no no in most you know. cases
1: it's it's the box hit right spidey most cases, it's, it's how they advertise the box hit, not in Marvel anime and metal. Like that's changed for all the whole future. Like sketch cards will only be now like two to three per case or one to two per case. So you guys, so the listeners know. and So you guys know that's pretty much what they're looking at for sketch cards in the future. There are no longer going to be a one in the box type of thing. Um, and I think that's going to increase prices for Marvel premiere which oh, okay. we should definitely do something special for when that kind of starts coming out. But yeah, sorry. Yeah.
3: Uh, I would also throw in lastly, just on the whole sketch card thing, it, just because the artist is no one today, doesn't mean they're going to be no one tomorrow.
1: And that's happened. That is yeah. 1000% happened to a lot of people's sketch cards. You'd be really surprised to see how often that happens. For sure.
2: Was for Peach sure. Merca
1: one of those? So Peach, Peach ended up being... So Peach was really popular before anime in, in certain circles. She was selling covers for 5, 6K, being a modern marble artist, and they were selling. Um, I've spoken to her and her manager. They've always sold. She's always sold her at work. She's, she's very shy, but she's very nice, and, and Yo's very cool. Uh, they're very nice people. Um, but what ended up happening with Peach is that she did a couple of covers. People lost their mind over it, so it built her up. Right, and then they were coming out with anime, trying to figure out who to go to, and they went to Peach, and then Peach was named one of the Stormbreakers for Marvel comic books, and that just means that she, with the company of like seven or ten artists, are the new leading artists that Marvel is putting forth as their like top tier artists to work. Yeah, on
2: like she's a in herself now in the comic book world.
1: Exactly. See, that's awesome. I had no
2: idea that was mm. even a thing.
1: That's sick. No, so she's like a huge deal, and then everything started getting – I think she even still has some original art on her website from Marvel anime from, like, lower-level tier characters, which you guys, I mean, should definitely check out. But, yeah, man, I mean, there's some really cool things going on there. But, yeah, so, yeah, I I think she was just big in comic books, cards, and then kind of blew blew,
0: you know, got bigger and bigger. Love it, man. Um, Right. That has been another episode of Marvel <laughs> Pack Fresh <laughs> Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, please do like, subscribe, all that good stuff down below, and uh, we will see you in the next one.
3: Have a good so one, guys. Day. Have a Later day. Have a great weekend.